so the eighteen thousand was annual recurring uh, annual price, right? Yep. Um, so so roughly our uh, annual recurring revenue is in the five hundred thousand area. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Ali Dalarup. He's a customer-centric and data-driven technology leader, passionate about putting technology to use to deliver real impact. He's now the CTO and co-founder of DreamData.io, a revenue attribution and data platform. Ali, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, I am. Looking forward. All right. So who's buying this product right now? So behind it is, uh, well, three tech people. Uh, we just like enjoy data and kind of solving problems for customers. Well, who's buying it right now? Who are your customers? Oh, so, so sorry. Our customers are typically B2B companies uh, in the SaaS space. Um, often they are VC-backed um, and at least they are growing fast. Mm-hmm. And what are they paying you for specifically? Is it just revenue attribution mainly? Uh, <clears throat> so um, half is probably uh, paying us for revenue attribution. Uh, half is paying us for uh, data platform, getting more insight into uh, their customers, where attribution can be part of it, but as much it's uh, getting the full overview of their customers' journey. Mm-hmm. And you have some big customers. Dixa has been on the show. I know they're growing very fast. Uh, you also have some other uh, big B2B SaaS companies like Georgius using you. So you're, you're clearly onto something here. When did you guys, or what are these, what are companies like these paying you an average per month to use the technology? So customers pay us, uh, I mean, it depends, of course, of size and so, but they, the range is typically between $6,000 uh, annually and up to uh, $50,000, $100,000. Okay, but what would a sweet spot be? Maybe ten thousand bucks a year. Uh, that's in the low end. It's uh, this, okay. Our average average is around uh, eighteen thousand. Okay, so so you guys are then high mid market and moving into enterprise then. Yes, exactly. Okay, now were you always there? Tell me about your first customer. When did you guys launch the business? <laughs> uh, no, uh, so we were of course not always there. Uh, our first business uh, was a. Uh, um, a, a kind of a telco, but uh, they were half says half telco business, um, a very local business in Denmark. Um, someone we knew in our network, uh, and uh, the CEO was very interested in this kind of space and and the, this type of problem. Um, and we were also very early. We didn't. I don't think we had a. Chris clear vision of kind of the problems we want to solve. Uh, so the first product or the first prototype, I would more call it, was uh, well quite far from what we do. What year um, was that, Ollie? That was in 18. 2018. 2018. Okay. And so that was your first customer. You've pivoted since then. How many customers do you work with now today? Now we have around 30 customers. Three zero? Yes. Okay. And how much is it? Is it is it no touch or are you putting services on the back end as well? So it's uh, mostly no touch. Um, so we, uh, our customers connect 
their data sources, their Salesforce, HubSpot, uh, paid media, and the tracking scripts uh, into kind of uh, our product. Uh, and that's self-service if you want. Um, and then uh, where it's often a conversation between us and the customers, it depends a little bit on the complexity of a customer's business, but sometimes we need to a uh, little bit of customization when we talk about the business outcomes. What is the what are, what are they measuring? What is success for them? Um, uh, what is a marketing qualified lead? What's a sales qualified lead? Um, sometimes that's straightforward, modeled out from Salesforce uh, and opportunities. And sometimes we need to go in and do a little bit of uh, if else uh, kind of logic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and tell me about how you've capitalized the business. Are you guys bootstrapped or have you raised? So we raised uh, two rounds now um, and going fast into uh, raising our Series uh, A um, next year. When did you raise the first round? In uh, 18. 2018. And how much was that yeah. for? That was uh, a little bit less than a million dollars. And why did you guys need that capital? Why couldn't you bootstrap? I think, uh, like personal, we don't have necessarily kind of much cash. Could we have kind of bootstrapped and kind of built the product ourselves? I think in theory we could. We believe we could have moved faster. Uh, and so when we talk about raising money, I don't think we talk so much about um, our conversation was not so much whether uh, to do it or not. It was more what would it benefit us to get more cash. How, how could we grow faster? How could we build? Uh, what would we need cash for to kind of uh, make a better product for our customers? I think that has been more our focus than whether Understood. to raise, raise cash or not. Um, originally, they actually, so <clears throat> Lars, our CEO, and I, we left uh, a company called Trustpilot. Uh, and actually, more or less, when we walked out the door, we were offered in the area of the same uh, amount of cash we, we raised. But at that time, we turned that offer down, not because it wasn't a good offer necessarily, but because we were not ready to spend the money. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a clear, well, how are we going to spend this money? Understood. Um, so you raised a million in 2018, and then you did another round as well. When was that? And how much was that for? Uh, that was in the summer of uh, 2020, um, and here we raised four million dollars. Okay, and what did you spend, or what was your thesis at least? Where were you going to spend that money on? So here, <clears throat> at this point, we have now. Uh, so the first time we raised, we had a prototype, uh, and so the money would go into building a, a small team and building a product and start kind of getting solid proof that this was the right thing to do. Uh, now, the next money we raised was to start building, a, uh, kind of proving that we could build a solid business. Okay, we could build uh, predictable revenue, that we um, could find the idle customer profile, that we could scale um, so that when we move into the next phase, that we could hire a bunch of salespeople and kind of repeat it over and over again. Um, of course, there's also a lot of product development uh, going into that. Uh, so we needed to figure out um, 
kind of uh, were there any features we needed to cover to do this. Uh, and today, I think we are call we would call ourselves kind of feature complete on revenue attribution, um, at least very close to. Uh, uh, so we needed to cover that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so you raised four million seed, and you mentioned you're thinking about raising now. How much are you looking to raise now? Uh, so that plan is not ready yet. I think right now we are focusing uh, and drilling down into just uh, delivering uh, the product, the best, uh, the most awesome product we can with the team we have uh, and closing uh, customers. Um, so that's our focus right now. So we don't necessarily focus uh, so much on kind of how much we want to raise. Mm -hmm. How did you, or if I take the 30 customers you gave me earlier times the average annual of 80,000 that would mean you're doing about $200,000 a month right now on revenue or $2.4 million run rate is that about right uh yeah, that's a little bit high but uh, sure. okay. yeah. do you guys care about valuation right now specifically your valuation do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company there is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. We still have 60 days left in the year. Do you guys think you can break 2.4 million by the end of the year? No, we won't break that. Uh, okay. Um, so that's a little high. So if you're not doing like 200 grand a month, maybe you're doing something more like 150 grand a month today. Uh, so we are uh, on, sorry. Um, you gave me yeah. two numbers earlier. You said 30 customers and an yeah. average ACV of 80,000. If I multiply those, it's 2.4 million, but you're saying it's a little below that. I'm just trying to understand how far off we are. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I'll just uh, find the numbers. I love it. He's doing math live. I can see the white glow on his on on his face from his computer screen. Yeah. This is this is so, great. So I actually uh, log into our own product to see this uh, kind of stuff. Eat your um, own dog food, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, we can always uh, kind of fail. Um, <clears throat> so um, let's see here. Um, so. So the eighteen thousand was annual recurring uh, annual price, right? Yep. Um, so so roughly our uh, annual recurring revenue is in the five hundred thousand area. Okay, got it. So you're doing five hundred thousand dollars a year right now on an ARR. Yeah. So I guess what's wrong? So hold on. You said you had thirty paid customers. Yeah. So 30, 30 paying customers and eighteen thousand average. One eight or eight zero. One eight. Ah, <laughs> that's the error. That's Sorry, the error. that's uh, my uh, poor English. That was my here. fault. That was my fault. Okay, got it. That makes. I'm going. These numbers are way off. What am I missing? Now I understand. Yeah, no. Yes, right. So, so that's the kind of spot we are. Um, yeah. Um, yep. 
that makes sense. So, so got it. And so if you're doing about call it, um, you know, uh, 10, uh, or about 500,000 on run rate right now, where were you about a year ago? Do you remember? Um, no, but I, can <laughs> uh, I can, um, about a year ago, we were, um, at probably more like a uh, hundred thousand, uh, yeah. So do you, do you guys think you'll have your first million dollar year next year? Uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that we have to hit uh, yeah. next yeah. year. If, if not, then yeah. Not, well, then. yeah. <laughs> Ali, are you and your co-founder? You said there's two of you guys, right? Uh, we are three. Oh, three uh, of you. Founders. Did you split, yeah. did you split equity evenly at the beginning or no? Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, so, uh, Lars and I started the business a little bit before the third co-founder joined. Mm -hmm. uh, so we didn't spare completely. Yeah. I see. So it's like 40, 40, 20, something like that. Uh, something like that. I see. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is because obviously as you raise capital, you're all getting diluted, right? So when you guys did your 4 million so, seed uh, last year, what valuation did you raise that at? Uh, so that's numbers I don't have in the, the head. We, we kind of diluted. Uh, again, that's back to... I think there's two things when we are focused on raising money. It's not so much the dilution exact. We focus more on building a healthy company and making the company attractive for both employees and investors. And so if we dilute too fast, too early, it's not attractive for either employees to join for equity, nor it's attractive for investors to kind of join because it become maybe less attractive to keep employees and, and founders around. Of course. I mean, this is standard, so, this is, this yes, is standard exactly. stuff though, right? I mean, exactly. most people in their seed round are selling 20% of the business. Did you guys sell about the same amount? Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, every round is, it has been between, I think 14 and, and 20% for us. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So, so that seed was then something around a $20 million post money valuation yeah, yeah. in that range. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, so we, we are not special in that way. No. Where are you? Where are you? And so I assume you guys are hiring engineers now. Tell me a little bit more about the team and how many engineers and what those engineers are working on product wise moving forward. Yeah, sure. So we, um, the engineering team is, what are we now? We are, uh, six, seven engineers plus me. We're looking for to hire a couple more. So to go to nine right now. And then, of course, after we raise money, much more. Uh, right now, the focus is building, so uh, being completely feature complete on uh, attribution. Uh, so we have a couple of uh, lacking features. Uh, one is content attribution, being able to really drill into the content and, and kind of show our customers what content is driving uh, strong revenue for you. Uh, and then uh, we are looking into uh, doing a few things on the application so customers can drill more deep into the data, which is uh, particularly around filters, uh, adding more kind of complexity there. Uh, we're doing a lot of things to the data model and have been doing a lot of things uh, so that it's easier for customers to access the data raw. Um, uh, our infrastructure is built a lot on a data warehouse called Ubiquiti, and we've always been able to export uh, the data to that. But now we are adding support so the customers that are using Snowflake or maybe uh, Amazon Redshift can also get the data down. And Ali, um, there's eight engineers. How many are on the full team? 
Uh, we are 20. 20 people. Very cool. And then talk to me a little bit about, about churn. Do you guys have any churn? Uh, so, yes. Uh, so we had some churn. Uh, I think this has also been part of the journey we've had, particularly since the last funding round, where we started focusing uh, and going into a journey of finding what is the ICP customer for us. And as part of that, we kind of focused on a more narrow uh, cost type of customer. And some of the customers that was maybe more the uh, early customers that didn't um, fit. Yeah, I got it. This is, yeah, they the, 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 yeah. When, so when you look at historical the past 12 months, what is net dollar retention over the past 12 months, would you say? Uh, no, that I don't know. That's something I would okay. have to do. Is it below right 100%? Uh, it, that's probably the case, yes, because yeah. uh, if we look at kind of a year, so we, I think the last nine months, we really kind of kicked the kind of ICP customer. So if we look at the customers we kind of uh, signed a year ago and further back, they were the less idle customers for us. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Good stuff, Ollie. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, so my favorite business book is uh, a, a book, business book, maybe. Yeah. Well, Team Geeks. Um, it's a book. What's it called? Written, Team Geeks? Yeah. Okay. It's a book written by a few people from Google, uh, or former probably, uh, um, talking about how kind of business people can talk better with engineers or engineers can talk with the business people. Um, yeah, it's quite old actually. Um, yeah. Very cool. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, not particularly. Uh, Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building dream data? Uh, it's a tool called data form. Data what? Data form. Data form. So form. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a competitor to DBT. It's now owned Got by it. Google. But, yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, between five and six. Five and six. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, married and kids. How many kiddos? Two. Nice. Okay. And how old are you? Uh, I'm uh, 39. 39. Last question. What's something that you wish you knew when you were 20? <laughs> Good question. Uh, 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 that uh, yes, uh, that school is not everything. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Dreamdata.com revenue recognition. They've got thirty customers today, doing five hundred thousand bucks a year in terms of run rate, up from a hundred thousand dollars a year just a year ago. They've raised about five million dollars to date as they look to scale, driving into these enterprise accounts. Team at twenty right now, eight folks. Again, building deeper tools to help content teams and other teams understand what is driving revenue and what's not. Ali, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.